we're back. Basement Brokers, BB Torres, back in the house. Back in the house. We're back in the basement. Back in the basement. Welcome back to Basement Brokers, the Omega Real Estate Show with my boy Mario Sotelo. And we are interviewing a good homie of mine, Marcus Izaguirre. Hello, hello, hello. It's Izaguirre. What up, Marcus? What's going on? Not much, dude. Uh, I was actually on the phone with Zillow today, and uh, he was trying to spell your last name, and uh, he couldn't. He couldn't figure it out. Yeah, yeah. People don't even attempt it. Yeah, they see it. What happened in class when you were as a kid? <laughs> oh, they didn't even try. <laughs> when they you didn't had, even when try. You had like a sub, they just kind of guess. And <laughs> since I was the last, well, check this out. It's funny that you say that with the sub. They'd go down the list and they say. I didn't see you raise your hand, so you must be this guy. Oh my God, no way. <laughs> call it, dude, going to lunch. Oh man, all the time I was at the end. They called, oh. me, they, they called me Caboose. Caboose? Where did they get Caboose from? Because it's, it's the, the back of the train. It's the back of a train. Oh, I never knew that. Oh, I'm sorry. Sad story. Dude, I'm sorry, Marcus. No, but I would be stoked on the days that they would reverse lines for lunch. Hey, reverse so, order. So I was first walking up like, Like, surprise, bitches. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who gets hot lunch today? Yay. That's hilarious. Uh, um, people just butcher your name all the time. I think I yeah. butcher your name when I type it out. And so I was like, oh, let me look it up again. It's I'm like, all Y-Z-A-R-R-G. Yeah. Elemental but P. it's basically a geary with like a Y-Z. Y. Y-Z. Y-Z in front of it. But even white folks with a geary is hard. A geary. A geary. Is a geary here? <laughs> no, it's it's usually it's usually it's usually a guire. Oh, that's t- how they yeah. say it. Like Lizzie McGuire. I'm gonna start calling you a guire the caboose. It's a good rap name right there. I don't like it. Oh, uh, so you're you're born and raised in where? Colton. Colton, California. Yeah. And where's Colton again? That's a. <laughs> it's between. It's on. The east side of the 15, um, where Mario does not dare to go. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, I'll go there for showings, but uh, it's, like, it's like when you see the Lion King, and he tells him, like, don't ever go there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, Colton. Yeah. yeah, we don't go to that side anymore. Um, but yeah, it's in between Bloomington and San Bernardino. So it's a small little pocket of a city. Nice, 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 nice. And um, I know you're into photography, and uh, I was thinking about this interview yesterday, and I'm like, I wanted to ask this question. Like, when did you know that you were going to be the cameraman? Like, when, you know, do you see, you (laughs) know what I'm saying? Like, Um, I never knew when I was going to be behind the camera, but I always knew I would be in the entertainment industry of some sort. Um, which is why I went to college to go and learn how to do, because I was obsessed with movie magic and the Hollywood films, and I was just obsessed with it. Not the filmmaking portion of it, but just the magic behind it. Yeah. When I went to school, I was like, I want to know how to do all the shit, all the graphics behind. I want to know how to do all the composite. I didn't even know what compositing was at the time. I didn't know jack What shit. is composite? So compositing yeah, is Yeah, I'm shaking my head over here. Like, I'm a like lot, yeah. So a lot of, <laughs> so anytime you see green screen work, that's all compositing. Okay. So then. you're layering on different, you know, assets of, you know, if you're adding smoke or if you're you adding fire. You always see like a movie has so sets. much like editing to it. It's like the one that makes yeah. the movie. Bro. Mm-hmm. Like the sound effects. Oh, it's exactly. like, like, yes, dude. It's called it's like, Foley. Foley. Yeah, it's called Foley where they have like, um, 
the most random shit inside of a studio. Yeah. And, they make, and it like, makes videos. sounds like, what does walking sound like? And they yeah. just have shoes or yeah. like sometimes they don't even use shoes. Yeah. Okay. So now we're talking about this. We just went to what's called the red pill, man. Do you remember, do you know what the red pill is? Once you get into production, like pre-production, even mm-hmm. post-production, mm-hmm. like you cannot listen to music the same way. You cannot mm-hmm. look, you can't, you can't look at photos the same yeah. way. I mean, me, not so much visually, but music and scoring into like, cause I, I, I think about that Yeah. when I hear sure. the footsteps, I'm like, Adam these guys are in a Foley studio somewhere, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, I just learned Foley today. So I guess it's new to me. You know, what really gets me is when we're watching, cause I don't know if you know this, you, you probably know this, but 90% of the, uh, the audio you hear in, 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 uh, in film is the actors actually going into the studio and doing voiceovers on their own voice. Really? Yes. I yes. never knew that. So 100% because record their you can't, voice in the movie? You, you, 100% because you can't go to the mm-hmm. beach and get like Perfect, quality. crisp. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. So never I thought about all, that. Dude, next time you watch a movie, no matter if the movie's Steven Spielberg, like doesn't matter. Look at their lips very intently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I think it was like, like in the middle of like this hurricane, you could like perfectly hear like their voice. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. why. Yeah. You know what I've noticed where I noticed that the most is when we have a close up shot of someone, but you can see the back end of the person they're talking to right. and they're talking back. Their mouth doesn't match up with what they're saying. Right. At all. Yes. Mm-hmm. At all. Yes. So pay attention to the next time you but watch that's like something. the red pill you're talking about. Yes. You start noticing mm-hmm. this like little yes. things. And you'll yeah. notice like lower budget films are terrible. <laughs> Like Twilight, oh <laughs> like the first God. one that came out was no, I'm horrible. Dead serious, man. Like I, I and I, Real always gets mad at me when I bring it up. I'm like, look at the lips, look at the lips, yeah. look at the lips. Like, Shut up! It's not in sync. Yeah, it's not there. And it bugs yeah. me because once I focus on that, I can't, I can't watch the movie. Mm-hmm. I start missing the whole. Like, babe, what happened again? I'm looking at their lips. <laughs> For like an hour, yeah. You know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's terrible, like, dude. Space out. And it's funny that you say that because in school, a lot of my professors they were you know they worked in the industry they worked on films and they said ever since i've worked in the industry i can't watch movies anymore yeah. it's not enjoyable because mm-hmm. i know like yeah. you can point out all the flaws of the film mm-hmm. and you're like i can't i can't enjoy this yeah not, like in real estate when you go see a property like it's a new the buyer is like oh look yeah. it's a restroom and you're just like mm, 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 yeah mm, mm, mm. yeah exactly that chop job they didn't do a good job or just like this. real estate photos in general or the presentation oh, of God. other agents that uh, present their listings on their iPhones, like mm-hmm. take iPhone photos with them. Like in the, it. Mirror, the, the mirror, the the mirror pick. We the see the agent in the mirror, and they're yeah. taking a the picture with like the, the hand <laughs> reaching out. The hand. That's the best one. I'm not here. That's that was like how your photos were in the beginning. Remember? I remember seeing. No, my, oh, yo, yeah. yo, my photos were bad when I started. They were like some of the. I used my iPhone and I bought a little lens with a case that goes on my. Shut iPhone. up! You used to take iPhone five. IPhone oh mm-hmm. my god, a five. iPhone Ugh. five. I would. I ordered the little lenses that you can twist on there, and that's I remember I would, that. I think I would lay in the restroom oh on the bottom floor and just try to get the whole. Re- it was bad, dude. What it did you so think when uh, you got the gig to come and work for and shoot shoot uh, uh, real estate? Like where you're like, eh, it's kind of boring. Like. I hated it, dude. No way. I legitimately hated it. I would even tell my fiance now, girlfriend at the time, I don't know why I'm doing this. This is bullshit. This is not why I went to school. Dang. This is why I'm taking fucking some houses. I'm taking fucking, these are dumb. They don't even like them. Every time I turn them in, they don't want to use them. Like, Damn. this is bullshit. And 
uh, looking Look back, now, looking at how far I came with it, and I was just like, I'm really good at this. Like, and if you guys ever see mm-hmm. our listing pictures, to be honest, like I think they're the best ones. Like, you, yeah, they're really mm-hmm. good. Even when I like started working, I was like, oh, who are you guys hiring for pictures? Obviously, not Marcus. Is like Gary, because they're these are really good. <laughs> yeah, no, they were, dude, they were bad. Yeah, I mean, you got to start somewhere. I just think I, I think it's crazy that someone would allow you to do that. Like, would pay you to do that. You know. Yeah. I was a. Because <laughs> didn't they buy a camera at one point? Yeah. The company. Well, they had a camera. Yeah. They already had a camera. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I took pictures sometimes too. Yeah, Gosh. but did you really? Yeah, because sometimes I had to go take pictures, and there was like like a low budget like listing that didn't want to pay a lot of money, so then they'll be like, "Why are you go take pictures?" And I'm like, "Okay," and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like with this fancy camera and I'm like just pressing buttons like, la, la, la. oh like, my God. I don't dude. know. How do you do that? That infamous angle restroom picture. Like I've always tried to take that picture, but how do you do it? Like, how do you not come out in the mirror? This is so confusing to me. Oh, I, I remove myself every time. It's oh. all post-production. <gasps> it's post-production. That's which is You're, what I, I'm I good never at. knew this. I'm a magician. I'm a magician. Yeah, Dude. sometimes I go into people's houses and just swing his experience around. Like I'll go in and be like, ah, you don't got to move that. Mm-hmm. Marcus is a G. Yeah. So for hold on. So, so, so for everyone who doesn't right doesn't know, Marcus is is Omega Real Estate's official photographer and has been since the birth of the company and yeah. long before. And now when I look at other people's photos, I'm like, dude, yeah. you got suck. Yeah. And it, and it, you know you got to start somewhere, right? For like, sure. Like, but for sure. you your photos are super crisp, clean. Uh, you can post production like remove things that agents like. How many times I ask you, Mario or uh, uh, Marcus? Can we, can we make the pool blue? Can I do it? Yeah, <laughs> dude. I feel like you just told me like Santa does not exist right now. Like I've always been like, damn, he's so good. He doesn't get himself. But yeah. it's well, so part of it Ugh. now that I have, you know, I've I've upgraded from a phone to a, a crop sensor DSLR <laughs> to now a full frame mirrorless. Obviously, when you you know this, Dave, when you're using tools that reach the end of what you're capable or the end of its capabilities and you know that to save time and and ultimately saving money you need to upgrade and buy some equipment that's going to save you a lot of that time absolutely so when i upgraded to do you know to a mirrorless camera it allowed me to have all these settings to put a self-timer on because the dslr at the time didn't have that i couldn't see on my screen what was going to be true in when i export my images there's just all these things that I could not do. So when I got the camera, I was like, perfect. I can set a timer. So I don't even need to stand in the restroom when I take the photo. Right. I just set it up. Boom. Press it. Walk out. Two seconds. Boom. S- snaps the photo. Go. And in post, instead of removing my whole body, I'm removing a little camera. Right. Which saves time. Right. Like- me like an index card for like half the words you said right now. <laughs> You're gonna have to play this back, and he's gonna be like setting his camera up. <laughs> so he said, "Dude, put this timer on for yeah, 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 we got time for that." So you're you're taking photos, you're getting better, um, you're getting really good actually, and then you start branching out and 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 doing photos for other people, mm-hmm. um, and then we mass migration out of the older scenario that we're in Mm -hmm. the birth of omega real estate come on board as a photographer when did you say like okay i'm gonna get my license when megan forced him (laughs) (laughs) actually it's um meg didn't really bring it up as much as this guy you're you're yours truly mr david spears here mr spears we well we spent a lot of time together going to you know shoots in all over we've been to palm springs la 
I think you had like the most distant listings. Oh, big time. Meg <laughs> always was local and, yeah. you know, she would just meet me there. I'm getting whatever I can. Yeah, man. so we would Man-a-fee go to Big Bear. Stuff. We'd go out to, yeah, we'd be all over the place. So we would go and carpool together and yeah. we'd be like on the phone, you know, with clients and be like, perfect, we're going to close. And he'd be like, yo, I'm going to make, you know, X amount on this. And I'm like, damn. And he's like, yo, you got to get your license. And it was just all the time, you know, and I was just like, no, nah, you know, I'm cool. I have my photo business I'm running, you know, I'm getting shoots, you know, booked up every day. I'm cool. I'm making good money. And then <laughs> he's like, bro, showing the check. And I'm like, all right, all right. I need one of those. And not to say that I was fully influenced by the dollar, but I mean, you know, I'm yeah. just, I feel like I was very capable of running my own business. Sure. And being in the industry and seeing the ins and the outs of it, I'm like, well, why not? I could do this. And I could for already, sure do this. You already knew the industry kind of in a way because you already worked in the office with for people. Sure. You work with agents. Yeah. And yeah. yeah I and just feel like if you can hang, bro, like if you can hang with multiple people, different yeah. color, crace, color, creed, sex, like doesn't matter. Like if you just hang with people for, for the sure. sake of hanging with people, then you can sell real estate yeah. because yeah. that's literally what you're doing. You're just mm-hmm. hanging out with people. Um, guiding them and being the source of of knowledge for people navigating this world. And when I see people, I'm like, dude, you're like cool as shit. You know, like you're 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 smart, um, sharp, and are worth more than a couple hundred bucks a shoot. You know, and right. and, and and that's why I kept hounding him, like, bro, get your <laughs> license. No, dude, like serious. He he would actually just be like, bro, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. I was just comfortable, not wanting to challenge myself or yeah. something new. And I think I even told you, I was like, look, get your license. If you don't use it, don't use it, but at least you'll have it. Right. And it's like, it's not that expensive to do. Yeah. And then I hit him up one day. I'm like, hey, uh, what did you use? What, hey. How'd you get your, how'd you, what classes or where do I go <laughs> yeah. to get First to do Tuesday, the classes? Yeah. He sent me the leak and he's like, I knew it. Yeah. I knew this day was coming. I did, man. I did. And I was yeah. stoked for you, man. I, I'm really excited to see um, like the growth, man, like the growth from shooting fucking pictures on an iPhone to now just getting your first apartment with your lady, like your life is moving engaged. forward. Engaged like, bro. Yeah, dude. That's crazy. It's and that was such yeah. a short amount of time. And bro. it projected, dude. It just projected yeah. and. And I now just, you're walking into my office like, bro, putting another deal together, dude. And I just got like, a listing in a Susan. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> now you're talking to me like me. You know, I'm oh like, what, the, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> you created a monster. Nah, man, That's I'm serious. True. How are you feeling as a new agent now, now that you've closed a couple deals? Um, It feels good, dude. It feels good getting into it and actually, um, and we talked about this, you know, earlier, just getting into it and really understanding the business, really understanding my capabilities and and being able to actually help people in, like I mentioned earlier, like the creative ways. Like once you understand the business, mm-hmm. you can figure out how to be creative to get your clients what they really want. Right. You know, and right now in the market, it's tough right now for a lot of people. And you can, you know, attest to that. You know that it's tough right now and you have to be creative in some way or just <laughs> pray to the real estate gods that something happens in your favor. Yeah. And, you know, as of lately, like, I feel like I've reached a point to where, yeah, I'm still learning. I'm still growing, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding the business and I can really start being creative with everything to make my clients happy consistently and start getting my business to grow faster, you know, because I started, I don't know if you, uh, I got my license a year ago, 
when this started. Yeah. Like this week actually would be week. my first wow. week in real estate. I just posted yesterday that this week was our last normal week, 365 yeah. days. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yep. This was when I got my license. Bam. Bam. COVID hit and I was ready to go start door knocking yep. and open house. I actually did one open house. And it was it was a cool little turnout, but it was like the last of the open houses that I was able to do comfortably. Wow! Without any peds no or, or nothing, wow. Wow, so none of that so existed. Your, your real estate birthday is coming up. Yeah, like yeah, actually, it just passed the third. Happy first birthday, Thank dude! You. Yeah, happy birthday! Thank you. What were we uh, two days shy? Two days shy. Yeah, happy no belated birth. Happy related belated real estate birthday, Marcus. Yeah, man. We need, dude, some, we need some journey, shots. Though. Shots for this. Just kidding. Dude, don't twist his arm, bro, because he will. You don't even have to twist my arm. That's what I meant. What <laughs> you I really meant. don't. I yeah. think anybody who's a real estate agent needs to drink at least. It's a common thing. Yeah. It's a really common a thing. I actually saw, dude, I actually saw <laughs> yesterday this lady uh, post on Lab Coats saying, hey, guys out there, I've heard, I've seen a lot of posts about stressed out agents lately and what they do for their mental health. I'm seeing my therapist tomorrow. Is there any questions that you want me to ask them oh for you? I swear to God, bro. Yo, that is still like the coolest <laughs> message. Like she's thinking think. about everybody. She's like, bro. yo, like I'll help answer all those questions. Yeah, like I'm it's, having like pee nightmares. <laughs> those peds haunt me till this day. What do sure. I do? Before we jumped on, right now, I was up there sending peds. I was like, I gotta get <laughs> these out so I can get these scheduled showings over the weekend. Those right? Asshole agents, like, oh, the date's incorrect. Oh no, what's even sent, dude? No, the worst is. So I did what they asked, you know, send the peed and then we'll confirm your showing. We're already countering <laughs> after I already sent it. requesting. Uh, the oh, time. I get that like four times a day, dude. I sent one yesterday, one day in the market. Hey, can I see the property? Oh, we already accept an offer all cash. Sorry. Well, explain what property. a pee is for people that are listening. Um, so when you pee, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the P-E-A-D. I don't know. I don't even remember the acronym, like the whole thing for it, but it's a like, coronavirus form. That would that be... C V F. <laughs> what does a P stand for? <laughs> Process of Proactive. making your fucking life difficult. That's for sure, dude. For. Well, explain what it is. <laughs> okay, also explain what it is. <laughs> yeah, can, it's can a you? document uh, allowing uh, your client. It's removing liability for the broker and the broker. Oh, the brokerage and the sellers are not liable if you get coronavirus. Um, and then it, uh, in the house, and then it also explains that you should wash your hands and sanitize. I don't think you anybody's there. read in, that. In shorter David. words, uh, enter at your own risk form. Yeah, yeah. But it, but but what people don't understand is that we have to like, we have to send them, have our clients sign them. We have to sign them and send them over to the other agent before we can even ask them for an appointment. Ugh, yeah, yeah. Before so, you put it on showing time, make sure to send P and like. Well, you have like one appointment left and I want that appointment. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, I mean, ooh, you didn't send it fast enough. Oh, Sorry, somebody else got you it. Could try no, I, had a, I had an agent uh, talk to yesterday that said, um, you have to send a PED no more than 24 hours before you're showing. Owie. Because how do I know if you got coronavirus one day before you came to the house? And I'm like. Oh, uh, I've had someone okay. want me to send it the day of. Yeah, you have to. Well, they said you have to. Clearly, bro, that everyone's making their own rules up right now. Oh, like clearly. Sure. How many? Because uh, in it states you have to get a signed form back from the seller. How many have you gotten back? Never. I've never gotten a <laughs> single one back. Yeah. 
And yeah. uh, such a, such anyway, a weird time we live anyways, in. Anywho. On to the next. No more, um, no more complaining about this. Yeah. No more peds. No more in my life. Is real estate harder than you thought it was going to be? I, that's, that's a really good question because I didn't, I, I came in with no expectations. I came in accepting a challenge of change from one industry to the next, which it wasn't really a change of industry, but it, it was, I was still in real estate. I was doing photography. I was doing that kind of thing, but I went from doing that to being an agent in the industry. And that was a full on change and a challenge, which I accepted. Is it harder? It is hard. But it's not something that has steered me away like, ah, this isn't for me. This is no, don't get me wrong. Like, I've been like, like, do I really want to pit up with this shit forever? Do I want to do that? And dude, it gets it gets hard, man. You're dealing with a lot of emotions. You're dealing with people's lives. Like, that's a lot on your shoulders. But I feel like I'm more than capable to handle that. And I have been. And I can see myself for sure succeeding in this because of that. Well, you have your highs and lows. I feel like when you have your highs, it's like, you know, you help a first-time buyer get a house. And that feeling you get, it's like so, like, amazing and and great. And that was, like, one of the biggest things that I saw, too, when, you know, being in the industry beforehand, seeing, you know, Meg and Dave, all these people helping these other people. You know, like, it's hard for people to buy a home it's hard and and people think it's out of reach for them so when you're able to make that dream come true because a lot of people don't even know what it takes a lot of people don't know that they can actually purchase a home and when you're sitting there and you're like dude like you are very well like qualified yeah you know go through the process get qualified you could buy a home and you forget how like you know sometimes it's pretty easy Mm -hmm. to get qualified people say oh i'm not my credit score is not this or yeah. You know, I'm not making enough money. It's like there's a lot of programs, a lot of things to help you out mm-hmm. to do that, you know. So. And that's why I really like go and up my game and try to educate myself as much as I can to understand these programs and what it really takes to qualify, especially now because a lot of things have changed during yeah. COVID. So being able to understand all of that and then tell people, look, you think that you can't qualify, but really you can. You know, you think because you know, your cousin's brother's sister said, you know, whatever. <laughs> that They're the experts, that the cousin's experts. You'll never, sure. you'll never qualify and buy a house. Like you're paying $2,300 for rent. You go talk to this lender or whoever, someone you trust, or, you know, I'll help you out. You can get qualified and you pay way less than that and have an asset under your belt. And a lot of people, especially people that like I grew up with and in my family, Nobody knows what it's like to own a home, you know, like absolutely where I grew up, you don't own shit like that. So being able to help people get there. Thank you. Being able to help people get there is like the most rewarding thing. Uh, It's it's the most rewarding thing I've ever felt, man. For sure. Like it's the the coolest thing is to meet complete strangers, um, get along and then Mm -hmm. start actually like a real friendship. Like I've I've hung out with plenty yeah. of my clients, like going to get drinks or uh-huh. going to dinner, going to their house for dinner, mm-hmm. like going to their parties. Like this is a great business to be in if you like mm-hmm. people. Yeah, dude. So it's funny actually. I just had an inspection on Wednesday with my buyers that I've been working for almost a year now. Wow. I got them in escrow three times. Three times. Yeah. First one fell out because there's a huge tax lien on the property. Second one is just a bunch of other drama with the, the build and all of this because it was a new build. 
we got them in. I got them in, you know, this past week into a new in the, the city they want and they love it and this and that. We built obviously a really strong connection over the time because we've been I've been showing them a bunch of houses. Absolutely. We've been working together for a while. We're friends now. You know, I can confidently say we're friends. And we did our inspection. There's nothing wrong with the place. It's beautiful. They did a lot of work to it. And we walk out and they go, man, I'm so excited. Like, I can't wait for the end because I was just telling them, no, okay, this is what, you know, we should expect next. This is what's going on. Um, and they're like, dude, we got to celebrate, you know, bring the misses, and we'll, you know, pop a bottle of champagne. We'll celebrate. And I'm like, for sure, 100%. And then <laughs> we started talking about food and whatever because they had just went to Cabo. And they're like, yo, you got to go out there. You guys have to go out there, experience it. We were talking about food. And they were like, we should go to dinner. And I was like, yo, I'm let's down. go to dinner. And you just mentioned right now, like, you have, go have drinks. And that's Absolutely. that's the type of relationships that I'm building with my clients. It's like, we're going to go have a celebratory dinner when we close. Because Absolutely. you go through, this isn't like, a, a lot of people treat it as like a, a, a business deal, which it is. But we build genuine relationships with our clients. Oh, yeah. And they're like, dude. Let's go have a drink. Let's go get dinner. Let's go get lunch. Let's do this. These are long lasting relationships that we're building. That's the type of business you want to be in. 100%. You know, what other business can you actually, uh, like, I can't think of anything that you go inside of someone's home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, for real. Let's just say Tupperware. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know how that works, but. <laughs> or <no>. Sensi's. <laughs> like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's hilarious. No. So what, where do you see, like, your business in the next three to five years? Three to five years, I'm for sure, for sure, for sure going to own rental property. Like I, and that's just, that's more of like a personal thing that I want, but it's part of my business too. It's going to be my, my personal and business growth, owning property, um, you know, the known face in my area, wherever I'm living at the time. Cause I, you know, I'm, I want to, you know, live Damn, in different he's cities. bouncing around. You I'm bouncing him? around. Whatever I'm, city I'm, I live in. I'm mm-hmm. doing that. You know, Mr. I, Colton's going to be known everywhere. Mr. Colton, Colton's going to know me. <laughs> Colin's going to know me. Mr. They Co- don't Mr. Caboose. It's not Mr. A- Caboose. <laughs> Yo, if that story ever comes up, because I, I, I still talk to a lot of people that I went to yeah. elementary school with. If they remember that, yo, hit me up. Shout me out. <laughs> I want to talk about that because yeah. that's real. Like, if you know me then, oh, so you're a real one. That's but, so yeah, man, I see a lot of, um, you know, I'm, 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 I see myself in the Megan level right now. Hell yeah. The Meg Meg level is like, she's got an assistant. She's booming. She's like, the referral business is crazy. Like, that's what I want. That's what I'm aiming for. Not having to go. I mean, I'm a a workhorse, man. I'll go and dig up, you know, business if I have to. But I want to be in the point to where like, hey, man, like, you know, I was just talking to my cousin and his dad wants to buy whatever, whatever the case is. I want that to come and I want to just be that, you know, preferred agent. In whatever area I'm in, you know, because I'm, I'm going to have my house over in Big Bear. I'm going to have Dang. my house over in the beach. Big and I'm, yeah. beach. I'm doing it, man. I'm going to do it all. And, you know, it. that's just what I see for myself and my family. I love it, man. A lot of housewarmings. A lot of housewarmings, but, you know. So what, what, what keeps you inspired all the time? I look back a lot, actually, on what I didn't have and what I grew up. Well, I take that back. It sounds ungrateful. I was very grateful with the way I grew up, but I look back on like what my family had and didn't have or struggled to give you and struggled to give me. And I want to be able to give that back to my family and give that back to my future family, like my kids and that generational wealth deal. Like that's what inspires me. 
you know, I want them to understand the, um, the, the, the hustle to make, you know, yourself successful, but also feel like, all right, this is like the feeling of comfort. That's a reward from the hustle. Yeah. And being able to, to embed that in my kids, you know, brains or whoever I can influence, put the work in and you're going to reap the benefits down the road, no matter what. And if you can pass that on year over year over year, I did my job. I did my job. Yo, I did my job. It's interesting because, you know, I mean, we've interviewed a few agents already and like a lot of the agents have that same common story. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. we didn't come from like bougie parents or this this, and that. Like we came from the bottom of the bottom, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think that drives our like fire, you know, inside of us to work harder and to actually help families who kind of went through the same thing as we did, you know, and they're willing to buy a house. So mm-hmm. you want to be there to help them out. So 100% not like snooty agents are like, Oh, you know, I got silver spoon in my mouth and I'm going to sell you this $500 thousand dollar house. Like, you know, we're like, dude, like do it. Let's all do it together. Dude, you know? And that's the thing too, that that's why like you asked me what inspires me this, what we have, this culture and what we've built together. Dude, that inspires me like tenfold, yeah. like so crazy. Because we've we're we all share the same story, pretty much the same story. You come from the Bay. I'm here, SoCal. Most of us are SoCal, but we all are collected like in this same thing. We all come from something that's that was nothing or that we thought we couldn't get out of. Because a lot of us started from the bottom. Now we're here. Exactly. Can we cue that in (laughs) after? it in for like 15 seconds post-production the truth and i think once you get a taste of um it's kind of hard to explain i don't want to say success because they could be defined in so many ways i don't want to say money because money's too easy to to experience or whatever but once you get a taste of like holy shit man i can actually do whatever i want to do in my life and mm-hmm. you and I kind of share the same way we got into real estate. Like we stumbled into real estate for sure. It was never like a part of my dreams to be a realtor. Yeah, dude, I tripped over it. Yeah. But it's the, it's the weirdest story. I, I mean, we, we got some time. Let me tell this story of how, yeah. so I got my license, you know, we talked about, you know, you kind of influencing me a little bit, <laughs> but a lot of it, but the reason I was there in that moment in time was because a lot of people ask me like, oh, do you regret going to college because you got this, you know, this debt on your shoulders and this and that. And I'm like, honestly, no, because if I never went to school, if I never followed my passion and my dream, I would not be. I yeah. literally would not be. And that's because I went to school. I had a handful of classmates. One of them got a job at a, a nonprofit organization. They, you know, were doing their work there and they said, hey, you know, they graduated early before a year early before me. And, um, they said, Hey, we're doing an internship kind of summer deal. Come and like, you know, donate your time. It's a nonprofit. Just donate your time. I was like, hell yeah. Like I'm there. I'm doing it. Anything I can get to put on my resume or whatever. I'm there. So I went, did it. It was, you know, the full length of the summer did a couple projects and they're like, Hey, I'm planning to go, you know, to a different job. We're talking about Jose. We are, but oh. that's not the friend. Oh, this really? is this is someone I went to school with. Oh, I love Jose. Well, Jose was the one that hired that person. Oh, because he was going somewhere else. Oh, so he sure. hired the person I went to school with. 
hired her on, mentored and, you know, trained them to do the job, reached out to me and a couple other people in school. We did the internship and she was like, hey, I'm going up north. I'm going to go work for Apple, whatever. Apple, fancy. Well, I had an opportunity as well to do that. Oh. But it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't quite pan out the way I wanted to. You know, the- <laughs> <laughs> he's bougie. Never mind. Colton is sorry, coming up on Apple sorry, over here. Sorry. sorry. Oh, With this iPhone 5 back in the day. <laughs> hey, I was always a supporter of Apple, man. That's but, so um, you know, she's like, hey, I think you're perfect for this job. You could take over and you, you know, you, you got what it takes. It's, I mean, you could do the work. You got good work. So I went in, did the thing, and I was there for, I think, like a solid year and a half. And she, we stayed in contact because, you know, she hooked me up with the job. And, you know, I was trying to keep a connection to Apple, too, because I was like, hey, like, if there's an opportunity, I'm down to go up. Well, there was an opportunity. She's like, hey, you know, I, I, I got this opportunity up here. You know, submit your application. We're hiring more people. I'm like, sick submitted she put it at the top of the file they reviewed it they wanted to interview and all this stuff and then at that point it was getting real so i was like dang nervous i got no money like no (laughs) money like i was working part-time i had no money and i was about to move up to the bay area to go live when after a lot of people will probably call me dumb for it but after a lot of thought and calculation i was like look i would literally be up there working because i knew what they were going to pay me and such I would literally be working to live there for a maybe for a maybe in Silicon Valley Valley at a company that's so saturated with people just like you, just like me that want to be the next, you know, designer of Apple or whatever it is, post-production in the films or anything. Don't get me wrong. Like at, at the time, like maybe I didn't believe in myself as much as I do now. Because I think I could have taken it, you know, and Absolutely. been recognized and, you know, made it. But at the time I was thinking like, yo, if I go up there like and work this job just to survive and get let go, like I got to come back home. Yeah. I can't live up there. I'm going to be a bum in the streets. And you're going to you're going to miss your girlfriend too, huh? <laughs> ah, she's gonna kill she you for that. She's Carolina. like, you said what? Did you say yes or no? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Carolina, I had to ask it. She's gonna be like, I know what those eyebrows mean. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> hey, sometimes girlfriends influence your, you know, adoption. But you know, at the end of the day, look where you're at now, you know, and you you are a big asset of this company. So I'm really glad you're here. No, thank you. I appreciate that. And you know, honestly, like I, I do want to touch base on like. If I made that move because it was a conversation, like we were, I think maybe two, three years in at the time, she was like, "Dude, go! I don't give a fuck." She don't love you. Follow you? No. (laughs) Bye. No, for sure. She'd be like, "Later, later, see ya." Um, But no, dude, she's always been super supportive. And hey, shout shouts out the fiance. Shouts out fiance. Carolina. Carolina. but no, like I, I just weighed out my options and the opportunity that I had, like I just wasn't willing to take that risk at the time. And I was like, I'm going to stay here. She's like, OK, cool. A couple weeks later, she hit me up. And she's like, hey, I know you were looking for work. The guy who hired me is looking for someone with, you know, the skill and set and talent and something. That, and, you know, I thought of you get on the phone with him later. So I took my lunch while I was at work and I was like. All right, tell him to call me. And he called me, and it was Jose. Shout out, Jose. Shout out, Jose. And he's like, hey, you know, uh, I got your phone from, you know, you know, X, and 
I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit, see if you'd be good for this job. We talked a little bit and he was like, cool, you know, come in on this day and, you know, we'll see what you can do. So I was like, all right, like this, this might be my break, guys. Like, this is it. I'm out. See you. I'm going to the west side of the 15. I'm never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's hilarious, dude. But, I'm going to the west side of the 15. Never see you again. Packed his bag I'm and out. Like, walked right over Yo, the 15. I, I had the stick and the fucking the travel set. Right over there you go. American dream, guys. American dream. <laughs> but I went over. Yo, I walked into this. I walked into this little plaza, suited and booted. I got the vest. I got the full tie. Nice. And I walk in. I see my boy Jose, like, hoodied out. He's got the T-shirt on. I'm like, Well, he's from East L.A., so I mean. Am I overdressed? Probably. (laughs) But I just went in, and he just like, okay, cool. Like, you know how to do this. Like, show me your portfolio, whatever, whatever. Got into it. He's like, okay, I got this task for you. Get this job. You got, like, 30 minutes or whatever time he gave me. Did a little project. He was like, okay, cool. I honestly don't remember how the conversation went, but he was basically like, when can you start? Right. Yeah. And, you know, I've. <laughs> it was a real estate, you know, firm, I guess you could say at the time. And, you know, it was just doing marketing pieces, you know, creating flyers, just the simple design and work. It's funny because, like, then I remember me interviewing Jose to mm-hmm. work for our old office. Mm-hmm. And he came in all suited and booted with his That's portfolio. That's so funny. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I'm, me and Megan sat there and we like interviewed him and he like showed us this, all this stuff that he did, yeah. how he could do for us and super nice guy. He's got a lot of work too. No, he did. And mm-hmm. it was, he was a really cool guy. So that's like, I, he did a lot for our old office. He did a really good job. At no, big time. And I, I can honestly and confidently say he was a big time mentor in my current success well then dude. he brought you on and he that's brought how me he started on. us because he mm-hmm. brought you on and then mm-hmm. the rest is history the rest is history dude i was working at you know doing that whole thing and doing marketing stuff led into starting to do photography with the whole iphone thing and then yeah. i got really good at that and then you know he's just he really helped me pro- project my success further because he knew how to run business. Right. And I think the big lesson to all of that is like, it doesn't matter if you're doing exactly what you love uh, in order to advance your life. Yeah. Like all that matters is that you're on a fucking mission Mm -hmm. to get to where you got to go. And sometimes you don't know where you're going as long as you're going forward. Yeah. And people like it paralyzes people that, yo, I'm not, I forget who I was talking to the other day. It was like, I want to do this for, 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 for my career. And I'm like, okay, well, you can't really do that right now. Like you need a job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you need a job to get your ass off, like to get, to get on your feet. You need a job. Yeah. Like, nah, but I'm, I would never do anything below me. <laughs> To, to, you know, yeah, like bro, yeah. And, and, and they miss out on the entire journey because you could have got a job at the grocery store mm-hmm. that introduced you to this guy, and then you knew this guy, and then all of a sudden you're working for Apple, and you got into like it's just crazy yeah. to me that people don't take on the challenge mm-hmm. because it's not exactly what they want to it's do. It's not what you trained for, a hundred percent. And that's dude. dude, honestly, and that's why I was so pissed off about when I was starting to get into into the photography thing. And I was like, yeah, I know how to do all that stuff. 
but I'm doing it over and over week by week. And I'm seeing the days and months and, and um, the, you know, the, once we reached a year, I was like, yo, I've been doing this for a year. Why am I not in the studio now? Yeah. Why am I not at the high top, like the big name production, like the, like the, the school promised, if you go to this school, you know, you'll make it big and you'll be there. But you know, you, you you're naive. Yeah. People are naive to what it really takes to get to those those people, those big shots that you see in those studios. They weren't like, "Wow, you did all the prerequisites. You're hired." Yeah, bro. No, <laughs> you're one cares. on. Yeah. You didn't. No, these dudes spent hours on end and did so much free work and did the internships and did the this and that and spent the late night hours and I didn't I didn't understand any of that even right. being in school. I put the hours in for schoolwork, but then when schoolwork was done, I'm out. I'm out, you know, partying. I'm out, you know, doing my thing. Same thing with, like, real estate, you know. Same, same thing with real estate. Same thing. Like, you know, you could be like, I have my license. Here it is. I'm an agent now. And it's like, okay, we'll go sell a house. And you're just like, Bleh. what does that mean? You know, what does that Wait, yeah. you have to go. Like, they're not going to hey. come call me and just say, hey, come sell my house? Mark made a good point where... Um, you get your license and then can you go <laughs> just turn it off? Uh, if you get your license, you're like, oh, well, all my friends and family will use me. So uh, why do I need to prospect for business? I mean, that should keep me going forever. Yeah. Right. And it's like wrong. I feel know? like that's like, so easy to think, though. It's so easy to think like when I got my degree, you know, like getting a degree in my family, that was a big deal, dude. That was a big deal. Like you get your degree and you're like, yo, like you're doing big things. You're. You know, you're going to be super successful because you have your degree. Jobs are going to be calling you. It's not how it works. That's the case, man. It's not how it works. You know, you and that's where it gets to that point of the mental of naive. Like you think because you have this, you are. Um, what's the word? Um, I know what you're saying uh, like you, you're owed it. You're owed it or you are. It's gonna come easy, you know. It's yeah, it's gonna come. It's gonna be handed to you yeah, like, like, I, because I you have work. it. You yeah. have the title. Entitlement is what it is. Yeah, entitlement. You well, think you have because you have this, you're entitled to it, and it's not the case. Well, you being an you eight, earned it. You know, you earned yeah. the degree. You did the work. You got the degree. Yeah, for sure. You want the success. You earn it. You don't just you know. Okay, I did it. Where, where's my where's, where's my check? Where's my success? <laughs> <laughs> like where's those checks that Dave was flaunting hey! in my face? <laughs> brah, brah. Hey, where are we at? <laughs> but yeah, dude, like I don't. We, we jump from topic to topic. I don't know where we started with this, but <laughs> I, I feel that you know, as long as you put that work in, you do everything that you're supposed to do, or at least you know that is going to put you above the next guy. Keep doing that. Keep doing that and you will 100% reap that reward. You will get that entitlement or well, whatever it is that you're seeking yeah, for. I think, that's um, success. I think people should really like, like the, 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 the trick is to get good at something. Yeah. Like just get good yeah. at something, right? Because if you get good at something, then someone will need you for something. Yeah. And then you get introduced to other people that need your service. And then all of a sudden you meet some other person that introduces you to another business. All of a sudden... You're in this total different realm, but you just, the, it all traces back to getting good at something or at least be willing to mm -hmm. fail. Well, that's some good advice for like new agents, you know, who Dude. get into this business. Cause I think this is something that we've talked about before. You know, people just see real estate as just being like buying and selling houses, but 
there's so many things to real estate and sometimes getting into it, you might not like this part of it, but you might like being a TC or you might maybe like loans or maybe mm. you might like like flipping houses. Maybe that's a better thing for you, just purchasing houses and flipping them, selling them. Like you don't want to do with customers, mm -hmm. you know? So at the end of the day, you know, there's so much things you could do with real estate. And it, unless you get your feet wet, like you're not going to see what what's out there. For sure. No, for sure. And Honestly, like, I feel like I'm in the middle of that. Like, I, I'm I'm still brand new, dude. I'm so green in this. But I feel, honestly, like, I, comparing me to a lot of first years, I feel like I'm, I have a leg up, for sure. Like, you I feel like... You have good mentors. Look at your mentors. I'm, exactly. And that's what I was just going to say. Like, I was trained by the best. Trained by the best. And I'm Damn, in a position... Beautiful to figure out where I'm, where my place is in this industry right. faster yeah. than yeah. others would. Yeah. People are 15, 20 years down the line. All right. I know what I want to do in real estate. Right. I feel like I'm going to hit that, that, that mark, that mark so much sooner because of that. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I feel like now I'm learning, okay, you know, I'm, I'm here to represent my client. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing the, the, I feel like the standard of an agent and I'm ultimately going to find out where my place is in the industry. Maybe it's flipping. Maybe it's, you know, uh, investing in other things. Like, just, I, I don't know yet. Right. Or just buying and selling. I mean, if you're amazing at it, you're good at it, then right. why change something if you're amazing at making good money at where you're at and helping people out? Mm -hmm. So No, for sure. That's where it's at, man, helping people out. That, and that's that's why I feel like I, I, I'm not in an, a great rush to find out what is my what is my niche yeah. in this because my true like i guess my true passion in this what i've noticed is like i just want to help people out anybody that calls me or i talk to anybody that's like yeah man oh you're in real estate that's that's tight that's tight man like I, you know i always wanted to get into it or you know i was trying to help my mom like she was trying to buy a spot or i was trying to buy a spot like i just i just didn't know how to do it and then i talk to them about it and i you know educate them and I help them understand and they're like, yo, I have such a, I have such a clear vision or such a clear perspective and understanding on how to make things happen now in real estate. You just helped me so much. That's enough for me. Right. It, it does. I don't care if they're going to buy with me now in five years or never. Mm -hmm. I provided value to these people. Oh, hundred percent, man. And, and I, that's super rewarding to me. It's awesome to see you growing uh, past your first birthday on to year number two. You know, uh, catching a stride in the business um, and moving up in the world, man. Like, it's 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 pretty cool to see. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to tell you two words, and you're going to tell me the first word that comes to your mind when I tell you these two words. It's exciting. <laughs> ready? No. All right, tell me when you're ready. Are you ready? Okay. Craft beer. <laughs> mm. Stop it. He's like a snob of craft beer. Let's <laughs> not even getting started right now. Beer snob. Did you just pronounce IPA and not IPA? It's IPA. It's, it's IPA, uh, It's not DIPA. It's double IPA. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <Deepa>. <laughs> You're the beer guy, man. I am the beer guy. I drink a lot of you beer. You don't look like the beer guy, though. Can I just say that? Like, if I were to see you walking down the street, I would not think, like, hey, that guy looks like he drinks a lot of beer. Because he doesn't have a fedora, that's why. You have to have a fedora. I think he's got fedora. one at home. He's got one at home, huh? No, no I really don't. I've never you know? worn a fedora in my life. I swear to God. I swear. Mm. Like you never. A fedora, be a I have song. too much hair to do that. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Throwing you got shade. a lot of hair. Throwing shade at me or something? No. Ooh. I mean, I could provide shade with my hair <laughs> if you need it. <laughs> oh, man. 
Craft beer is, I don't know when or why it became a thing of mine, but I just got really big into the craft beer scene. I, I think it was just like the first visit to a brewery that I was like, yo, this is my vibe. What was the first brewery you went to? What was the first one that I went to? What is your favorite one then? I don't want to offend anybody. Top three. <laughs> Top three. Yeah. A really, really good, like, out of nowhere. It was just random. Me and uh, Carolina were actually on our way home from, I think it was San Diego, visiting my mom. And we were like, you want to stop at a brewery, like, on the way? Just find some random brewery. And we did. It just happened to be off the freeway of Temecula. And it was this one called 8-Bit. 8-Bit Brewery. And it was during COVID, actually. It was just last year. like, 30 minutes into their drive, like... Do you want to stop and get beer right now? Do you want a craft beer right now? No. We, well, my mom lived in uh, Imperial Beach, so it's like borderline Mexico. Oh, shit. Oh, Imperial wow. Beach. So it's not 30 minutes out. But 30 but, minutes um, into your drive. No. Out of a three-hour drive, you're like, I mean, you we might have a beer, you know? We, we stopped and had a couple beers before, but it's fine. You know, hey, once we got out of San Diego. <laughs> no, so 8-Bit Brewery was actually... During COVID, not being able to experience the actual, what it had to offer, because it's, its whole theme is like arcade theme. And that's cool. It was super cool. And they had really cool, like outdoor area. And I think being in the, so tracking back a little bit on when I went to school, I got a lot, I got really big into 3D set design. So I pay a lot of attention to set design in, and we've talked about it actually for this podcast set design for this movie set design like i've always been interested and i think it might you know actually bleed into my love for real estate was i've always been intrigued by interior design and setting things up and just the look of a room so when i walk into a brewery i'm like feeling the theme i i really examine the exterior and then when i walk in i'm like yo this is it. Like I walk in and if it's just an open warehouse with a bar top, yeah. like, come on, bro. You could do a lot more. Give me, give me something. Give me something to like enjoy, you know? The, um, so, okay. So you talked about favorites. Now that I'm really thinking about it, 8-Bit is really cool. That is a spot. I really wish I could enjoy it during, you know, pre-COVID where you can actually play the games because it's got a whole indoor, but we couldn't experience it. Oh, that's right. My other spot would be Escape in Redlands. Escape is like the spot because the first time I went there, I walked in and I was like, oh, it's just this cool little like area. You know, you walk in, it has like this uh, like island feel. It has like chairs in the front that are from a plane, like plane chairs, like if from like a crashed plane. <laughs> I just want to go. Like if it. like just imagine. Okay, so imagine. Well, Redlands has a hangar like hang, they have a bunch like of hangar. Yeah. So hangar is actually in a hangar. Hangar oh, 24 okay. is in a hangar like an airport. Yeah. But escape reminds me of like if you're flying over like the safari and your plane crashes crashes on an island and you're shut up. Really? Plane explodes oh, shit. and lands in the perfect shape of a brewery. <laughs> So, no way. Like you got cargo shit and you got like the plane seats really? as seating by the red. Like, yeah, it's got like a really cool setup and you walk in. That's the feel. That's a vibe of it. That's You walk in, you're like, cool. Like I want something tropical. Were their beers good? The beers are very good. The beers are delicious. 
I I go there pretty often. What's your favorite one? I always go to Redlands Nights. It's one of my favorites. It's one of their OGs. It's like a red ale or what is it? That one is... I think you might have stumped me because I don't remember what it is. I just know it's like one of my favorites. Fail. Wow. Super fail. Not wow. a beer guy now. Next question. No, uh, no credibility. So what's the I'm third one then? You lost. Huh? Third one. Dale Brothers or last name? Last name. Mm, I don't go there often. I really don't. Um, I was at Old Stump last night. They have... Old Stump's really good. I think yeah. I've only been there twice. Two or three times. Right I mean, I just like looked it up right now. There's 907 breweries in California. Damn. There's a lot. Damn. I was just thinking, I was like, damn, this guy's naming off all these breweries. I don't even know of any of these. <laughs> and these are all local, dude. These are all like right around me, except the one that's 8-bit. You that's notice how he wants to go uh, near Colton for his breweries? Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, come, there's a come spot, to my actually. side over here. Yeah. So there's a East spot. Side, east side. Wear a vest, a bulletproof east vest, side. and we'll make it. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, there's actually this really cool spot. It's ran by, I think it's three guys. It's called the Beer Room. It's in Grand Terrace. It's right off of Barton Road. And it's just a couple guys. It's literally a room. And they just tap whatever beers they can get their hand on. And it's just, they have a patio. They've actually extended it recently to, because of COVID, the parking lot. So it's a lot more seating than it used to be. Um, but that's always been a cool spot for me and Carolina to go to because I got her into like the craft beer scene. Can you explain to me what a tap room was the other day? So in Mammoth, I was like, what's a tap room? So when we went to Mammoth, we went to Mammoth Brewery. They brew their own beer. When you think of a tap room, it's just a room that taps other people's beers. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? It's a room. It could be a a smaller building. Well, isn't like any like a tap house like considered a tap room then? Mm, it could be, but Kinda. they serve like hard liquor there. Okay, so no. tap rooms are only beer. It's only beer. Yeah, he was like, yeah, it's a tap room. They have a beer. And I was like, I don't know. What is a tap room? Yeah, but they just tap different that's beers. That's interesting. That's kind of cool. And they support a lot of like local breweries, mostly. Like they'll have like the newest hanger or they'll get like Sierra Nevada beers or like, like just even like not anyone. even local beers at all. Yeah, you just, if you got the relationships with distributors. Maybe you want to drink a beer right now, man. Dang. Man, I almost stopped on the way here. I, I thought stopped, you were. I almost stopped at Rescue because I was coming from Rancho. I came down Euclid. I almost stopped at Rescue to grab something. Like Shout out a, to Alex from Rescue. We yeah, love her. Yeah. Rescue is another one yeah. of my favorites. Top three. Sorry, but they're not my top three. Um, <sighs> That's yeah. a little deep, but you know, mm-hmm. hey. Well, we have Strauss. Down I've been the street, to a lot. Right? We have huh? this is Strauss down the street from us. Um, what, what, no, we have it's it's a couple buildings down. I've actually went when we first moved in here. I walked down there to try their beer, and I was like, "Hey, we just moved in on the corner. I just want you guys to get familiar with us, and I'm going to be here a lot." Basically. But then they closed. But it closed. was mid COVID. They closed. Yeah. But then they reopened. Um, I think there's Strauss. I, I believe. No, let me. I, I I'm guilty, but I have hey. I have all my breweries saved in my maps. Do you really? It's called Strum. Strum. That's what it is. And it was an S. Yeah, Strum. They're they have really good beer, but um, they they do have a smaller list. But really I was small brewery there. Really yeah, brewery. it's really good beer though. They have quality beer. They have good people there. Um, but yeah, top three is hard, man. Yeah. Top three is hard. so many of them, especially like they're popping up everywhere. It's there's like so like many a- and there's like, like Ballast Point is so commercialized, but I love Ballast Point because they have so, I haven't, I haven't tried all of their beers because they have so many. They have so many beers. Ballast Point or Stone? Stone, I'm not a, I, I like their Stone IPA. I like a handful of their beers, but I would choose Ballast Point over Stone all day, every day. 
because I've tried more of their beers. I like their variety. It's And every time I've gone to one of their breweries, it's just so cool. They always have a cool, different setup. We actually went Stone golfing. Stone has a pretty nice setup. They have like the little garden. They have like the little like inside, outside eatery. But so does Ballast Point. But Ballast Point has so many. But Ballast Point is better. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. So the other day, well, we went and played in Temecula Golf. And I told you, yeah, Ballast Point is right there off the yep. side. Yeah. And then we came down and I was like, yo, it's gone. It's not there anymore. No way. It's not there. And I was looking because I wanted to stop for, you know, a little beer Good before beer. I go home. They yeah. have one in downtown Disney now. They do, and I yeah. went there. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. Awesome. Damn, this guy's been to every brewery yeah. on the man. Jesus, it's awesome. Dude. He doesn't even invite us anywhere either. Like, I we know. Didn't, we didn't get an invite. Yeah. Uh, you don't drink beer. What? You, you like Palomas more than anything else. That's true. But do they have a Paloma? Beer? I drink beer. I was at sometimes. I weekends. I was at Old Stump yesterday, and I invited you. you didn't no, you go. did not invite. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Dang. Damn. Mario did not invite. It was a me. last minute thing, and sorry. It was. So, so all right, question: Tupac or Biggie? I listen to more Biggie than I do Tupac. Mm, interesting. You're probably the first person to ever say that. I listen to more to Biggie than Tupac for sure. Who's I've I've loved both of them. They're both great. Off. <laughs> what, what I'm not gonna say it because like David just gonna make a dirty look right now. I was oh like, he said, "Don't do it." Who's Tupac? Who's oh Tupac? My God. Tupac. <laughs> Who's Tupac Shacker? Dude, no, but but I, I, you can't. I always love to ask that question because you're a real rap head. And no, I love real. music. I love music. I love the hip hop culture. I used to go to a lot of shows. Um, mainly when I was in college, I went to a lot of shows. Uh, I've just always been influenced by hip hop. Just always growing up, the shoes, just the culture all together. All my friends, like, yeah, I've, I've always been influenced by it. But I. The Tupac Biggie thing is something I think about often because I'm like, who would, I, who would I side with? If they were fighting, if they were in like a fist fight, I just say, who would I side with? I just say you can't compare <laughs> like a sculptor to a painter. You know, uh, like who's the sculptor? Who's the painter? Uh, uh, who works with their hands? But like, like they're just two know? different artists. You know, like they're they are both legendary artists, but they they both create stories with like, their work. Almost like, what do you prefer, West Side or East Side rap? But like, that's what that is. Yeah, and that's West and yeah. East Side. I've I've always found myself listening to Biggie more than Tupac naturally. It's not like, oh, I'm listening to more Biggie than Tupac. I've always just naturally like, I know a lot more Biggie songs than Tupac songs. Right, right. Ty Dolla Sign or Chris Brown? Ugh. Chris Brown. That's a good question. It was the only one I could come up with. Was like, <laughs> that's a good question, man. You were just talking about one has um, got a I was, I was just telling him. Yeah, we were like getting down, lunch yesterday. Let's get down to business. <laughs> That's the song we were talking about. <laughs> and I was like, yo, you got to hear the one with Ty Dolls. It's the best. And I was one. like, Ty who? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Ty. Remember, have you seen Dave, the show Dave? Todd Dillerson? Oh, uh, <laughs> Dillerson? Is it a Dillerson? <laughs> He's so funny, dude. Dude, that's so good. That's a good question, though. Um, One's got to go. One's got to go, and you can never listen to him again. You never even think about him again. Ty Dolla Sign is the one because he creates more music than Chris Brown does consistently. Damn, but Chris Brown is like I oh I could oh I'll go on on all Chris Brown songs. But if I'm singing his songs, it's because it was out three months ago. And when you catch me singing a Ty Dolla Sign song, it just came out today. Damn, 
fresh with the music. If yeah. I'm singing a song, it's coming out. I'm singing <laughs> it's it, it's irrelevant there. right now. It's, you don't even know about it's it a, yet, but it's nah, going to come people, out. People don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I want to get a ride from him because I can steal his music, bro. I'm like having a conversation with Marcus and Shazamming uh, his playlist. So he's stealing <laughs> He's like LimeWire. You're like downloading it. Dude, I yeah. swear <laughs> to God. Dude, okay. So Anthony, shout out Anthony. He's always, bro, hey. Hey, send me your playlist. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I can't send you my library because I don't have. Playlists. I was just thinking about that. I was like, can you even do that? <laughs> no. Like, what yeah. do, you, do you use Spotify? Or you just download everything. Use Apple. I use you Apple stream Music. or no? I just use my Apple Music and I just you don't have playlists. I don't have playlists. Well, Apple really? Music. I just now. shuffle all my music that I have. I just shuffle it all the time. So does it go from like Taylor Swift to like Chris Brown or what does it go? No, to? it'll go like Chris Brown to like. <laughs> Nipsey Hustle, and then it'll go to like Sade, and then it'll bounce oh. over to. It doesn't have my playlist with Taylor Swift and Britney and everything. No Britney in there. Sorry, sorry, you're wrong. No, but I sorry. honestly think he could have became a DJ though. That's for uh, well, sure. I used, I did. Do you DJ. have a name? Do you have a name? I don't have a DJ. Uh, DJ Caboose. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> DJ Caboose, the last DJ, choo choo, the, the, the no, last DJ to go on set. Yeah, bro. <laughs> there you go. That would choo, be choo, it. Choo. Yo, that would, no, it would be is a caboose. Is a caboose. Oh wow! See, we got your name already. It's Marcus is a caboose DJ. No, it's is a DJ. Oh, <laughs> stupid. Marcus um, is a DJ in the mix. Where can people find you on Instagram, big dog? Right now, uh, the handle is Y underscore Marcus because nobody could pronounce the last name. So I made it as simple as possible. But um, yeah, I'm Instagram heavy. Simple dimple. Everything reflects to Facebook. Find me out there. Perfect. Thanks for coming on the show, Big Marky. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it.